Hi, this is Christine Baukamp, and today's devotional is from John 19, 31 through 42. It was the day of preparation, and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, and a very special Sabbath because it was Passover week. I'll just stop here and tell you that, um, one, the bodies that were hanging were Jesus and the two men who had been crucified next to him. And also that the day of preparation is just a day before a Sabbath. It's the day before a rest day, and it is a lot of work. What you would normally do in one day, like the cooking, making sure the animals are taken care of, cleaning, it was you had to do two days worth in one day. So it's like a major prep day. And this wasn't just a regular Sabbath that was coming. It was an annual rest day. It was a high Sabbath. The Passover celebration and feast would begin after the rest. So going on. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Yeah, gross. They would break the legs of the people on the cross, and it was so that they couldn't push themselves up with their legs to get a better breath. So yeah, they they ordered that their legs be broken and then their bodies could be taken down. Verse 32, so the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. And so they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water flowed out. And now this is one of those places in scripture where we can ask, what does that mean? Blood and water flowed out. Like, is that literal? How could that actually happen? Or does this symbolic? What kind of meaning does this have? And they're both very, very interesting things to study. So if you think they're interesting, then by all means, you should study that. But we're not going to today. Verse 35 says, this report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you also may continue to believe. And I love that John threw this in here, that he just wanted to make sure that for all of the people who were still disbelieving or questioning that, you know, it was just one person's word against another about what was happening. John just wanted to point out that this report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you also may continue to believe. Like he was just really emphasizing this is the truth. This is really the way that it happened. Do not listen to reports of different ways that Jesus died or what he said. And we all know somebody's going to write some sensational book about this later. No, I just want to make it clear that this is what happened. I love that he added that. Verse 36 says, these things happened in fulfillment of the scriptures that say, not one of his bones will be broken and they will look on the one they pierced. So this is where we get to verses 38 through 42. And, and this is where I would like to focus today. It, you know, just kind of spoke to me, I think mostly because of what I do. If you are part of the Watermark Faith family, you might know that my day job is to make gravestones. I actually make gravestones, headstones, monuments, civic memorials, and I love my job. 
I think my job is very important culturally and personally. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of like death care study and books and conventions. And it's the stuff that I pay attention to because it's all so connected. So, yeah, that's why this section just sort of got my attention. It starts back up in verse 38. Afterward, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus's body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and he took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. He had brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following Jewish burial custom, they wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. These guys, Joseph and Nicodemus, they had been followers of Jesus. They believed him. They heard his teachings. They loved him. But they were not out in the open about being followers of Jesus. And we can't fault these guys, can we? I'm saying that that we maybe have been in certain places and situations where we did not admit that we were followers of Jesus. And and if we feel a little shame in that, I don't know, like good. But these guys, when it came down to it, they walked out into the light. They took Jesus's body away. They boldly asked Pilate for it. It exposed them and it, it was going to be a new step in their faith and in their discipleship. This act was a huge shift in their discipleship. I I wonder if you can think of any times where it was the same for you, that you, you just decided, you know what, I'm just going to stick up for Jesus here while these people, my friends or family, are just trashing Jesus or God or religions. And how about online? Like now, how often do we see everyone's free speech trampling over everybody else's free speech? There are those who are opposed to or just hate God and and they think that for some reason they can just bowl over anyone that says anything about Jesus. I I hope you can think of a time when you were bold enough to just say, hey, you know what? This is the gospel. This is the truth. And this is who I am in that. And that's what this was for those guys. In this moment, this is, this is the change in their relationship. It was a tough one because touching Jesus's body made them ritually unclean. There's so much that comes along with that, but this is one of those big things. And they knew that it would happen. They, they would probably miss the Passover. And I say that, I mean, probably they, they were probably excluded from the Passover feast from being unclean. I think the irony here is that they didn't know it, but Jesus is the new Passover. So what they were going to experience with his resurrection was far more glorious than any feast that they could have attended. And it was a big sacrifice for them. It was a risky move and it's gonna expose them even further to their community. But they did it. 
I guess the other thing that I just want to point out that I see here is that Nicodemus came along with 75 pounds of myrrh and aloe to anoint Jesus's body. I think that maybe this is what stuck out to me the most because it's this tender, loving care of taking care of Jesus's body, the spices and the wrapping laying in the tomb by people who care deeply for him. It's something that we have lost in our modern world and in death care and caring for those who have passed. Now when someone passes, there's there's paperwork and there's ambulances and our people are just whisked away from us so quickly as if a body is unclean or like death is contagious. It's just so sad because it spoils the goodness of saying goodbye and doing that one last thing for the people that we love and that is tenderly, lovingly taking care of their body, washing, anointing, and holding. It brings us to an emotionally healthy place of understanding death and mortality. I see Joseph and Nicodemus that they die a little too that day. They died to self, to pride. They make a statement and they act with tender care for the man who had changed them. For us, we see Jesus as our risen Savior, our friend, our Redeemer, but how often do we see him as the broken man who needed tender care from his loved ones? Well, today we do. And I'm glad for the example of Joseph and Nicodemus who set their lives down to be full, all in, never going back disciples of Jesus, compelled by compassion and love. And I pray for that kind of compassion in my life and to tenderly care for Jesus with my actions in this life. Let's pray. Jesus, would you... Um, Just help us see more. Open our eyes. Give us new ways of seeing you and, and the ways that you reveal God to us. We thank you that you give us all that we need to be um, full, all in, never going back disciples. And we pray that you would um, just give us the strength and the courage to do that. In Jesus name. Amen. Have a great day.